y'all. Welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host, Allie B., and I'm so thankful you are here with me for this episode. If it's your first time with me, well, I really hope you enjoy and I hope you stick around. A special, special welcome to you. This week, I want to talk about um, how we, you know, can navigate the upcoming holiday season. This year is just about over. The holidays are upon us again, and it can be tricky for some of us who have awkward family dynamics. So I want to help us all navigate that. Before we unpack all that, though, let's get to Shades of Dating. Shades of Dating is where me and my guests share ridiculous dating stories that explore the dating pool and how oftentimes it has pee in it. Um, <laughs> I have shared several stories about all of the crap I've experienced in dating, but today, you know, I like, I like to, you know, balance it out. I like to keep it a book. Sometimes it be me. So I'm going to blast myself again. This story is going to be about the time me and a guy I was dating took a trip to San Diego. Um, it was our, it was both of our first time visiting California, and we drove there from Arizona. I went and met him in Arizona, and then we drove from Arizona to San Diego. And overall, it was a good trip, um, but I almost ruined it because I was being extremely picky about every decision he made and every place he picked for us to like go eat and stuff. Pretty much I almost ruined the trip over food. Yeah, I did. Um, it's so silly looking back, but I was in my feelings that whole weekend. And the crazy part about it is over the, the span of our relationship, I had voiced to him like my desire for him to take more initiative and in planning things and I didn't want to be the, the one always, you know, planning everything. And yeah, so he took this opportunity to do just that, to step up, make plans, make reservations, choose what places we're going to, do all the research. Like he was on it, right? He was on it. Like, oh, there's this spot called Coronado Beach or Coronado Island. We're going to go there and we're going to try this spot. And I mean, he was just on top of things, you know. And in hindsight, I should have been grateful and appreciative and thankful and like, oh my God, like he listened to my request and he responded, which means he truly cares. And child, no, none of that was happening. I was upset because the places he chose, I didn't like, I didn't enjoy. It wasn't meeting my expectations. And yeah, I just was in my feelings because it's like, well, I wanted a certain thing and it wasn't that. Even though he did exactly what I asked him to do, which was make reservations, make plans, make decisions. But he messed around and made a decision that I didn't like. And I was in my feelings and I made it known. Like we were arguing. We had multiple arguments through that weekend. I think, honestly, I think every day, because every day when we chose, when we, when we went where we go, every, because every day when we chose, you know, the spot we we're going to go, it was almost every day. No, it was every day because every day when he chose, when we got to the place where we were going to eat, I didn't like it. And I made it known. And I wear my feelings on my sleeve, so it's not hard to, I'm sorry, it's not easy for me to hide how I'm feeling at the time. So yeah, I almost ruined this trip because of some food. I didn't like the places that he chose. And the very, the very, very last day, I was like, you know, well, we're, what are we going to do? Like, are we going to get brunch somewhere? I would love to get, you know, some like seafood somewhere. This is our last day here. 
We're in California. It's only right to get seafood. And he was like, yeah, let's just get something on our way out. And I'm like, that, that doesn't work for me, though, because we don't know what's on our way out. And on our way out, like the further we get out of the city, we're just going to start running into like all these chains and all these fast food places. And we ended up at a fast food chain. We ended up at Popeye's and I lost it by that point. I was hot. Silent treatment. Well, not not silent treatment. It was it may have been a little silence, silence on the ride back, but I we had a full on argument. I'm like, this is stupid. Why would I want to eat Popeye's when I'm in California? I can get Popeye's anywhere. You know, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I almost ruined a whole trip to the beautiful San Diego, San Diego, California because of food. Later on, like years later, I was able to unpack why that was so triggering for me. And I was able to go back to him and to explain how it had nothing to do with him it was more to do with my own personal um, situation at the time. And I like went into detail and explained like, this is why, this is where that came from. It wasn't about what you did. And I apologize for my silly, silly behavior and yada, 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 yada. Um, and he, you know, accepted my apology. He was still like, you was silly for doing that. You know what I'm saying? But he did uh, accept my apology and yeah, child, but. In the moment, I felt so justified in my right to complain about his choices of places we went to eat. Like, this is stupid. I don't want this. Um, it's so silly. Like, it's kind of cringy. It's kind of cringy talking about now because it's like, well, that was dumb. Um, but yeah, we live and we learn. Sometimes it be us, y'all. Sometimes, sometimes it be us. <laughs> All right, so let's unpack it. Our families have always used holidays as a time to gather, to enjoy quality time, to break bread, to play space, to talk trash, to reminisce, to create new memories, to laugh over the best storytelling. Um, it's been a great time. Some of our best memories are with, you know, family over the holidays. We get to see cousins we haven't seen in years, you know, Um so it's often time, you know, a good time. Um, at the same time, though, a lot of us have endured a lot of discomfort and um, a lot of anxiety and even harmful behavior from other family members during these times. And with that, the holidays um, are not as uh, joyful and pleasurable Uh for some of us. So I wanted to have this conversation to help us navigate the holidays with dysfunctional and toxic family dynamics. Um, my goal with this episode is to help you give yourself permission to do what makes you feel most comfortable, do what makes you and your household feel most comfortable this holiday season. If you have a, um, a dysfunctional family, a toxic family, you cannot force your family to change. Um, the dynamic is it is what it is, and it's important that, it, that we accept what it is in this present moment so that we can make decisions accordingly, right? And mostly... I want to say more about dysfunctional dynamics, 
because we all have toxic traits. We all have some sort of dysfunction in our lives. Um, I'm talking specifically about dysfunctional dynamics that make it very difficult to enjoy family gatherings. I'm not talking to the folks who know that your family is toxic, dysfunctional, but you enjoy it anyways. It doesn't bother you. Grandma shenanigans don't bother shenanigans don't bother you. Your granddad's habits don't bother you. You know, it's like ah, that was probably ridiculous, but it don't bother me. I'm not talking to to you. I get that. I'm talking to people who are uneasy around their family, who have a ton of anxiety and stress in relation to family functions, who get their feelings hurt over and over and over again at family functions, who end up leaving drained and um, feeling like they had to walk on eggshells the whole time while they were on their family. I'm talking to folks like that who don't look forward to the holidays, you know, or it's like, well, let me muster up strength to do this. And maybe it can be fun. Like, you know, I'm talking to folks like that. And if that is you, I think it's important to fully accept what the family dynamic is and move away from trying to force change because we can't change anyone but, ourse but ourselves. And that, in a, and that alone is hard enough. Changing ourselves, fixing ourselves is hard enough. Our families aren't to be fixed. And I think it's very necessary to give them permission to be exactly who they are and to also give yourself permission to make decisions accordingly. Because again, um, trying to make them be the family of your dreams, to have the family gathering of your dreams, to have the holiday, you know, uh, gathering of your dreams, where it's like the movies, you know, it's like that can be very stressful. And it'll oftentimes end up with you feeling disappointed because they're going to be who they are. They're not, they're not changing. And if they do change, it's going to be because they wanted to, not because you uh, tried to, to force it. So I encourage you to be honest about, you know, what bothers you and what makes you comfortable. Like I said, some of us aren't bothered, you know, with the ridiculousness that happens when family gets together. And that's okay, right? Like, that's totally okay. I'm not, encouraging you to pick apart your family and find fault. I'm not encouraging you to um, find a reason not together with your family, right? If you're good, be good. If it's good, let it be good. But also, if you have been for decades suppressing your feelings and you've been betraying yourself by continually um, subjecting yourself to an environment that is harmful to you, sit with that. And be honest about your experiences and be honest about whether you want to go or not or what that looks like for you this year. If you go, how can you manage things in a way where you have an enjoyable experience? So, yes, be honest about what bothers you. Be honest about what makes you uncomfortable. And that will then allow you to make decisions that will um, position you for peace. Um, Pastor Hart Ramsey says this, and it is something I live by now. Follow peace. It's very simple, but it's a very simple statement. Um, but in practice, it can be very difficult. Um, so when making these decisions, I would encourage you to follow peace. Make decisions that allow you to follow peace. Um, 
And sometimes following peace, it may feel, it may not feel like the right thing to do. Um, it may feel like the right thing to do is to show up because they're family and their blood and blood is thicker than water. And we've been using that term wrong anyways. The full quote says something about like, um, anyways, we've been using the quote wrong. Look, look up the full quote about blood is thicker than water. Cause it actually, the message is actually about covenant relationships being stronger than biological ones. The ones that we cultivate. That's a sidebar. I digress. Just go look that up. Um, but we may feel like the best thing to do is to show up at the family gathering because this is what we've always done. Um, this is what is expected of you. This is the right thing to do, whatever quote unquote right is, right? Um, but what we feel may not be what is best. Um, we can feel things that are based on our conditioning. We can feel things, you know, based on this idea that we're supposed to be blindly loyal to family. So what we feel, um, what is following peace may not feel like that's the right thing to do. Um, maybe you feel like if I don't go this year, that'll be selfish of me. Or um, you may feel like uh, you don't want to upset anyone. So you're going to make decisions based on pleasing other people. Right. And I and I totally empathize um, with that line of thinking, that mentality. I um, have compassion for that. Right. Um, and I do think it matters, you know, how your family feels. I do think it's important to consider your family. I think that that is what love is. Right. That we accept others as they are and that we consider their feelings and that we honor them. I believe all of that. Um, I also believe that we all should, we, we should also at the same time consider ourselves and honor ourselves and listen to our own needs and choose to follow peace. So if that's you and you really struggle with and have some anxiety about, you know, what you're going to do for Thanksgiving, what you're going to do for Christmas, choose you, you and your household get to make decisions that best suit you, regardless of who's going to be upset about it. You have permission to create your own traditions. If that's you and your household, just staying home and figuring out between you and your partner or you and your kids or you, your husband, you, your wife and your children or you, y'all and your dog, whatever that is, y'all have the right to make your own traditions and to build upon that and to change and course correct and trial and error and try new things. Maybe you want to travel this time instead of, you know, sitting down around a table full of <laughs> quote unquote low vibrational food like whatever you know like maybe you want to go see a new country this year for Thanksgiving instead of sitting around family and watching football whatever that is you have permission to create your own traditions um one of my most amazing Thanksgivings it was 2015 I was living in Utah and um I got together it was three couples so me and the guy I was dating he came up to visit me then one of my friends and uh, my friend Tasha, we went to, we went to my friends, we went to my friend Tasha's house. She and the guy she was dating at the time, they hosted. Me and the guy I was dating at the time, we came. Me and Tasha cooked everything, and then our other friend Monica and Ken came. Uh, so it was the six of us, and we had the most amazing time to date. That was probably the best Thanksgiving I've ever had, and it was with. Friends, it was Friendsgiving. Um, so yeah, like 
release yourself of these unspoken obligations. You can do what you want to do. Um, also, I think it's important that if you like, if you have children, you know, to be honest with your children about your decisions, right? Like maybe they're like, well, why aren't we going, you know, going to, uh, the grandparents house? Why aren't we going with family this year? Like if you're making the decision not to go, right. Um, you can be honest with them and say like, Hey, if the kids want to go, if you want to go, y'all go, I can drop y'all off. You know, um, you can enjoy it. Cause I don't think, um, because I'm sure that it is difficult making those kinds of decisions when there are children involved, you know, because you don't want to stand in the way. I'm assuming a parent would not want to stand in the way of the child's relationship with the grandparents or the aunts or whomever, right? The extended family. Um, so if, if if there's a way for you to follow peace and, 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 and protect yourself while also allowing your children to experience their family in a um, safe way, do that. Do that. And be honest with them and say, hey, Mommy and daddy may not be going. Um, we feel more comfortable doing this. We've made alternative plans. But you go enjoy your cousins. You go enjoy, you know, grandma, grandma, granddaddy, whatever, whatever. Um, just create your own thing, you know, like just do your own thing. But I do think it's, it's important to be honest about it, too. Um, be transparent with with, with your children about. I, I, I you know, I, I have friends who have gone no contact with their mom in specific. Uh, specifically their mom, and that no contact extends to their family. I ain't going to see her. My kids ain't either. And they've had to have transparent conversations with their children about why we why we can't go see grandma anymore because she's done some things that were perpetually harmful, and that harm has now extended to you. So we can't. We, none of us are going right. I think it's important to have transparent conversations that are age appropriate. Um, but transparency is never a bad thing. There is a way for you to communicate with your kids in a transparent way that does not put them, put them in the position to carry your emotional baggage or put them in a position to choose between family members, right? Like let, let them cultivate and create their own relationship with the cousins, the aunts, the grandparents, whomever unless it is also harmful for them as well. So again, the thing here is all about you having the autonomy, the freedom to, and permission to do what it is you need to do to follow peace and to have an enjoyable and pleasurable holiday experience. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Bye Bye Burnout, written by Nikita Lawrence. Nikita Lawrence is a dynamic women empowerment speaker, coach, and best-selling author. She coaches, elevates, and mentors powerful women leaders to confidently pursue their purpose and their lifelong dreams using their God-given gifts. Nikita helps women dismantle the negativity that previously kept them stuck, exhausted, and unsure of themselves and their worth using a simple framework. The book, Bye Bye Burnout, is a no-shame guide written to help powerful women leaders unpack their stressors, find freedom from exhaustion, and experience more peace. This book is not a replacement for medical advice, but is a trusted companion to your medical provider's recommended treatment or recovery plan. Bye Bye Burnout is a must read for women, moms, wives, sisters, and friends going through a season of transition who want peace and need to hear from the still small voice inside. 
Purchase your copy at www.wakeupyourgift.com and save 10% using the code Shades of Brown. Again, that is www.wakeupyourgift.com and save 10% using the code Shades of Brown. The link is also listed in the description. Click on it and get you a copy. I have mine and I am loving it. One thing I like about it is it's not just a book, but in here she has opportunities for you to journal. She has some prompts for you to work through some things and to self-reflect. And she also, right before each chapter, I love this, she has uh, these pages where she has these declarations, you know, like before chapter four, she has where it says experience and enjoy, right? But you can color in it. You can color in, you can color in um, the title of the chapter. So in the first couple, I have done just that. I have not colored since, I don't know when. Um, but I've actually, I had actually been wanting to. And I got this book right around the time I was thinking that, you know, and I had no idea this was included. I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. And I have found that coloring, y'all, it is so relaxing. Look, I color. Look at my coloring. <laughs> Look, y'all, I've been coloring for real. I've been coloring. Um, and it's just a really good way to de-stress, to relax. Um, so you're not just getting a book, but you're getting an opportunity to actually like work through some of your stuff. Um, so hello, peace. Get you a copy at www.wakeupyourgifts.com and use the code Shades of Brown to save 10%. We got sponsors, y'all. <laughs> okay, back to the show. To have an enjoyable and pleasurable holiday experience. Because again, Especially for black families, holidays, they're, they're, they're typically not even about that holiday, right? Black folks don't celebrate Thanksgiving because it's about, you know, um, freaking Europeans conquering America and all that crap, right? No, it's a day off work. It is a day to get with family we ain't seen, right? Same with Christmas. A lot of times we're using these holidays, we're taking them in a way that allows us to decompress and relax and be free and kick back, right? So if that's how we're using it, let it be that. Let it be pleasurable and enjoyable. So do whatever you need to do in order for, in order for it to be that. Um. So yeah, set and enforce boundaries. Once you have figured out, all right, this is what bothers me. This is what makes me feel uncomfortable. This is what creates the uneasiness. Once you have established what those triggers are, then you can begin begin to enforce boundaries that helped better protect you. Um, and again, boundaries are not, you know, brick walls. Boundaries are flexible. They can be adjusted as needed. So maybe for you this year, you can say, I'm going to go visit my family, but I'm only giving them two hours. I'm not going to give them my whole day. I'm not going to sit around, you know, um, and just keep hearing the same old kind of conversations that I know trigger me. So I'm going to give them two hours and that's it, you know, or whatever that is, right? Give a, give a limited or fixed amount of time for one day, right? Or I'm going to come an hour today and an hour tomorrow, or I'll come the day before to help prep and I'll come, you know, the day of for maybe a quick 30 minutes, whatever that is, right? You get to create boundaries. Maybe another boundary for you would be, I'm going to go visit my family for the holidays. And I'm going to go in with an exit strategy in place, right? I'm not going to put a time limit on it, but I am 
going to exit the minute I am triggered, the minute I am disrespected, the minute I am dishonored, whatever that looks like. I'm going to go with open hearts. I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to eat good. Um, but if someone crosses the line, I am going to leave. That's the boundary, right? Um, maybe for you, a boundary is, all right, I'm going to go visit my family for Thanksgiving, but I'm not going for Christmas or vice versa. I'm going to go for Christmas, but I'm not going for Thanksgiving. I'm not going to do back to back family gatherings. I need some time. I need some space between the next gathering, right? Whatever that is, do what's best for you. For me, I, I haven't spent Thanksgiving in Alabama since 2012, I think. So if I choose to spend Thanksgiving with my family this year, it'll be my first time in Alabama with the whole, you know, with the whole crew in 10 years. I Because I've lived, you know, away in Utah and Nashville and things like that. I've typically done something else for Thanksgiving, um, but I will come home for every Christmas. That was my thing. I, I can do Christmas. Um, so, maybe, so maybe you can't do both. And that is okay. It's more than okay. Just Create those boundaries and be ready to enforce them, right? Create them and be ready to enforce them. Maybe another boundary for you is, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to stay, I'm going to chill, I'm going to hang. But if anyone crosses that line, I'm going to confront them immediately, right? Instead of suppressing my feelings, instead of brushing it off or acting as if it didn't affect me, I'm going to confront them immediately, or the opposite. Another boundary could be if someone tries me today, I'm not going to confront them. I'm just going to do X, Y, Z, right? Um, because some of our families are so toxic that it can get violent and it can get loud and it can get a little bit, you know, people put hands on each other. So maybe confrontation isn't the best choice. Maybe stepping away, right, is. So it depends on what what your situation is, but you know, only, only, you know, that I'm just encouraging you to do what's best for you and to follow peace so that you get a pleasurable holiday experience and that you can actually reset and relax and be refreshed and be rejuvenated and be restored. Um, and honestly, my prayer is maybe this holiday season, God makes way for reconciliation. Maybe reconciling will be a part of your holiday experience this year. If that's your portion, I pray your strength, you know, and I pray that that works for you. Cause I do my, my my desire is that all of our families are restored. You know, that's my that's my true desire. Um, but with reconciliation and restoration, of course, there has to be multiple parties involved. One person cannot restore a relationship. One person cannot reconcile a relationship. Um, so, yeah. And again, I'm just throwing things out there to give you ideas of what you can do to make for a better holiday experience. Another example um, you may say, okay, I want to host dinner. You know, I'm going to host Thanksgiving I'm gonna, or I'm going to host Christmas, but I'm not allowing anyone to stay overnight. You can come, you can stay as long as you want, but you got to go at the, at the, at the end of the day, you got to leave, you know, um, or I'm going to send my kids over there, but my kids cannot stay overnight. Whatever it is you decide to do, I pray that you truly do have um, an enjoyable holiday experience this year. Um, I think family is important. I think family is significant. I think um, family is a God thing, you know, and I truly believe that um, 
I'm trying to say this in a non-churchy way because I because I don't want people to get lost in the terminology. Um, because family is a God thing, and because God expresses Himself through families, I believe that there is war against families. Um, I believe. The enemy's objective is to keep us separated, isolated, um, in dispute, to keep us suppressing our feelings, to keep us suffering in silence, to keep us brushing things under the rug um, so that healing doesn't take place, so that restoration and true liberation is not experienced. But it's up to us to make decisions that create the life we really, really want and, the, and that create the life that truly gives glory to God. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm still exploring what this means for me. You know, I have not made, I've not even made Thanksgiving plans yet. I don't know where I'm going to be. Um, if I do Thanksgiving here, it's like, well, am I going to do both? Christmas Day? I, I don't know because I don't know that I have capacity to do them back to back. Um, but I do know this, that I, I know that uh, God wants to bring healing to my family, right? And there are some things he's revealed to me in regards to what part I play in that. So um, all of that to say be wise, be discerning, and also yield yourself to be used by God if he's calling you to be a uh, catalyst for healing for your family. Because even in that, you know, that may cause you to have to um, sacrifice, to sacrifice. So it can be this and that. It can be this and that. Um, but I do desire for for all of us to um, do what's best for us, man. Because it ain't no point in being stressed out over some family. Like the things we put up with in the name of family, it's just utterly ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. Because um, some of our family members can be straight out mean, you know, just mean. Our grandparents say the most outlandish things, you know. Our, I mean, like literally many of us have experienced an astronomical amount of word curses against us at the hands of our family members. So, 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 so many of us. Um, many of us not only have mother wounds, but father wounds, sibling wounds, cousin wounds, auntie wounds, grandparent wounds. We have been wounded so deeply at the hands of our family members. Um and they, may, and they may not even know it, you know. Um, I'm sure there have been moments where you've traced things back to what someone in your family said to you years ago or messaging you received throughout the course of your life from family members, you know. I know for sure, you know, um, I can point to many things that have been said to me. I'm just like, that was, now that I see it, that was a straight up word curse. Like, no, I need to, I have to pray over that thing, uproot it, you know, and allow God to heal me in that space because that was wrong, you know, and I have worn that, you know, uh, and taken that on like, well, maybe they were right. And it's like, no, they was the devil is a lie. They was lying too. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, man, we got to be like introspective and really analyze and assess what we're exposing ourselves to and our spirits to and our inner voice to um, when we continually subject ourselves to these environments that are harmful and toxic. And also be honest about the restoration we want to see and be honest about what part we play in that or what part we should play in that. It's a delicate balance. And I pray that you would give yourself grace and that you would be gentle with yourself as you figure it out, as you figure it out. The easy thing to do is to ignore and to um, isolate and to just be like, man, to heck with it. I'm moving away, you know, um, and I ain't going to deal with them ever again. They ain't got to see me. That, that, that's the easy thing to do. Um, but I'm encouraging you to be a bit more intentional about it so that you get the healing you need and you create traditions that are um, fueled with love and not out of fear and avoidance. So, yeah, I am probably rambling at this point, but I do pray that you hear my heart and I do pray that you have a wonderful holiday season. So that is all I have for you in regards to that. And yeah, uh, maybe, you know, schedule a couple extra therapy appointments for the remainder of the year. Because um, I'm sure triggers are going to be on a thousand on Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> so have, have that in place, you know, have your, have your toolkit ready, have your coping strategies ready. Um, whether that's your breathing techniques, whether that's yoga, um, I know the saints don't like yoga child, but you know, whether that's stretching your body in a way that releases tension and stress and trauma, there are literally ways you can open up your hips that will release trauma. And like, this is science y'all. So anyways, I'm going on the right behind. I want to get into theology, but whatever your coping strategies are, uh, sharpen your pencil in those areas and, and have those tools on standby. Um, yeah. Have them on standby. If you're traveling out of town and you know that working out, you know, is very therapeutic for you, pack up your gym clothes, you know, maybe you get a couple day passes for whatever city you're going to be in. Um, whatever that looks like, y'all, just have those, those boundaries in place and have that toolkit ready. And enjoy. Ultimately, and choose to enjoy what is to be enjoyed. If it's good, let it be good. You know, you ain't got to go in there uh, waiting to be triggered, waiting for there to be a fight, waiting for someone to disrespect you. Let it be good if it's good. Let it be good if it's good. All right. Um, that's all I got. So let's get into brownie points. This is where we give ourselves Kudos for something that we have done or not done, said or not said, that we are proud of. It can be big or small. Every win is a win. A win is a win. A win is a win. Uh, small victories, whatever it is, we celebrate ourselves. And this is a way that we um, honor how well we're doing. So this week I'm giving myself brownie points for uh, asking for help. I'm starting a new process. and. Um, I, I went to my dad and asked him for help on it. Um, my, my inner child 
issues oftentimes keep me from asking for help. Um, even when I, you know, really need it. And there's valid reasons for that, you know, and I, of course, have been working through that for years, but this piece comes up pretty often. Um, and I've had to acknowledge that even though I understand the root of it, even though I understand that it is, that my my resistance to asking for help, that that is tied to a valid wound that was created in my childhood, right? Even though I know where it comes from, I know what it is and it's, there's validity there. I have had to also acknowledge that it's a form of pride to refuse assistance. It's a form of pride to refuse to receive. And um, this is something I just that I that I walk through constantly that I have to ask for God's help on, my friends' help on. Like we honestly sometimes think it's humility, right? Like of you know, I won't ask. And it's like, but it's it, Oftentimes is the exact opposite. It can be very prideful. Self-reliance is pride. Um, it's prideful. So I'm very uh proud of myself for for doing that, for asking my dad for help, because just the one conversation, just that one conversation I had with him about it, he proved to be so very useful, like and helped me re-strategize some things that'll give me a better outcome. And it's crazy because I was talking to my friend about it before I went to my dad. You know, I was talking to her about this new process or this new journey I'm embarking on. And she was like, well, your dad will be a really good resource for that because he's done this several times before. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. And I don't know why it took her encouraging me to ask my dad for me to do so. I've been doing all, I've been doing you know, all this research, all this planning. And she's like, yeah, just go ask your dad. <laughs> And yeah, of course he proved to be a great resource because he is a great resource. And um, I'm just very proud of myself for, for asking for help. It's very, very, very simple, but it helps me train that vulnerability muscle and train that muscle to brave trust um, and put my, put my guards down and to know that I'm going to be protected, that like, whatever, it is what it is. Like, I'm good. I don't have to be afraid of what people will do because I ask them for help, you know? Um, I'm giving myself brownie points for asking for help. What are you giving yourself brownie points for? <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, share with me in the comments what you're giving yourself brownie points for. So yeah, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Shades of Brown Podcast. And if you'd like to buy some podcast merch, you can do so by visiting everythingleb.myspreadshop.com or you can just click the link in the description below. Um, if you would like to become a sponsor of this podcast, feel free to do so. You can click the link in my description to, to, to do that. Thank you to my sponsors. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast in ways that do not cost you any money, there are multiple ways you can do that. You can subscribe to my mailing list by clicking the link in my bio on social media or by clicking the link in my description below. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Everything Alley B. I would greatly appreciate that. And you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, word of mouth is always effective. You can share this with your community, send this episode to a friend, share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook. I always appreciate that. Um, and Black Friday is coming up, so I will be having a merch sale. So look out for that. Add some stuff to your cart um, for, for, your, for your Black Friday shopping. 
And if you want to start a podcast, but you've been on the fence, you've been hesitant and you're overwhelmed by the process and by all the behind the scenes stuff, but you definitely know you have something good to talk about and you want your voice to be heard, just need a little, you know, a kickstart, let me know. I'll be happy to help you. I have a a, a free uh, podcast starter kit that you can download. But if that's, you know, uh, not enough assistance, schedule a free consultation with me and I'd be happy to help you get your podcast off the ground. So yeah, y'all, again, thank you so much for listening and watching. I appreciate you so much. I thank you for tuning in and for supporting, especially my day ones. I love and appreciate y'all so much. Um, So yeah, as always, I'd like to leave you with this. I hope that you would be well, love well, and be loved well. You deserve that. Till next time. Bye.